Welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Riley. Full electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles are expected to exceed 1 million on UK roads by 2020, but a new report by the Institute of the Motor Industry suggests Britain is unprepared for this change in how we travel. With only a small number of technicians in the independent service and repair sector qualified or equipped to work safely on the high-voltage systems of electrified vehicles, there are growing calls for government to help people and businesses make the switch to electric. The research also revealed that cleaner zones are failing to deliver on electric car targets, with a national average of eight electric cars per charging point across the UK. Joining us on the line to tell us more about the report is CEO of the Institute of the Motor Industry, Steve Nash. Could you just start by telling us about your new findings on electric mobility in our area? The research undertaken by the Institute of the Motor Industry, which is uh, the professional body for the, for individuals working in automotive, uh, uh, indicated that uh, in uh, in Yorkshire uh, there are uh, just over a thousand uh, charging points, and and that is that's location. So on average, there's about three there's about three connectors at each at each location. That's uh, you know, given that uh, uh, it's the biggest county in the in the country, uh, that's about 5.4% of the total charging network. And you know, I, I think it's now well known that the uh, the government have have said that from 2040 they will they will not allow the sale of any new pure petrol or diesel cars. Um, actually, in Scotland, it's 2032, and and there are a lot of people in Westminster saying that. You know, the rest of the UK should bring should 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 adhere to that date as well. But um, it, you know, in the meantime, uh, we have there's much work to do. I mean, the, man, the manufacturers are moving very much in in that direction. So Volkswagen, the, the Volkswagen Group, the biggest car manufacturer in the world, has said that from 2019 through 2021 and beyond, they plan to bring out a new electrified vehicle every single month in one of their ranges. And by 2022, they'll have about 20% of their entire volume electrified, which equates to about 2.2 million vehicles. And they're just one example. So the industry is very much going in that direction. But, um, you know, the, the, the charging network in this country, particularly in rural areas, is just not, uh, just not keeping pace, nor is the availability of skills to work on these cars. Because at the moment, if, of all the people servicing, repairing cars in the country, only about 3% are qualified to work safely on high-voltage electric vehicles. And they pretty much exclusively work in manufacturers, uh, um, retail dealers. Right, OK. I actually saw this morning, um, it was announced over the weekend that in West Yorkshire they're going to fit in 88 new charging points. So that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? It's certainly a step in the right direction. I think what, what I think what the government need to do is to recognise the fact that look, I mean there's there's quite a lot of private money going into so t- so for example BP recently acquired ChargeMaster, which is one of the biggest private companies installing charging networks, and you know it, for commercial reasons they're they're obviously looking at their future and they'll they'll invest in new charging points around the country. I think where the government need to get involved is in the areas where, so the, you know, the, the concentration by business is obviously going to be where the chimney pots are around the sort of major conurbations. I think where, where, the, where there isn't naturally 
um, a, 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 a place for business to go. That's where the government needs to get involved. Because if you think of what I, I said earlier about Volkswagen Group, just as an example, you know, they, they will be, they're putting so much of their development budget behind this. They will not be continuing to develop diesel cars, for example. And so for people living in, in more rural areas, or, or you know, their choice as we go forward is going to be more limited you know it's 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 petrol and ev- petrol and or elect something electrified and you know to give them that choice you need to you need to the gov take a leaf out of the Nor- the nordic countries books really you know where they where the governments have invested way more than our government has our government has made investments but it's relatively small money compared to what other countries have done so do you just believe that the government needs to create more reliable infrastructure around electric vehicles? Definitely, uh, and and it's similar with the, with the qualified people because you know these cars. It doesn't take that long before these cars kind of reach. You know, I mean, on average, most people keep their cars these days. You know, for for a little less than three years, um, uh, and and so it doesn't take long before these cars find their, themselves into sort of the second and third hand market and. You know, in order to make that fully competitive and viable, you need more people out there who can service them. And these cars are, they're perfectly safe to drive and ride in. uh, But if you start playing around under the bonnet, you've got to know what you're doing. Mm. You know, they operate at sort of anything up to sort of six, eight hundred volts of direct current. And that's more than enough to seriously injure or kill somebody if if you aren't properly equipped and you don't know what you're doing. And whilst there is some... Uh, a legislative framework out there un- under the Electricity at Work Act and uh, with the Health and Safety Executive enforcing that, there, most of the independent garages don't know what the uh, appropriate standards are. And we as an organization have put something in place, but we need the government to do more to help th- those, th- those organizations move in that direction. So in terms of having the technicians, it's not just businesses addressing that issue that it's going to change themselves. You're saying the government needs to pull its own way too. Well, I mean, they could, it would make a huge difference if they were to put some of the some of the money they're spending on making this happen behind helping those independent operations get people trained and certainly being clearer about what the mandatory standards are. That's what we've been trying to get them to do. I mean, we work with most of the manufacturers, and they are, they train their people to to. Uh, an accredited standard that, that that we've set so that you have some kind of common currency and you know what what it means when somebody says they're qualified you know you know they've actually done something meaningful and they really do understand what they're working with and and uh, there's, there's always a reluctance on the part of this government because they say they're anti-regulation but sometimes regulation helps the market doesn't rather than getting in the way and this is one of those cases Mm. If people want to find out more about the switch from petrol and diesel to electric, is there anywhere they can go? They can. They can go to our website, which is www.vimi.org.uk. Okay, Steve, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.